This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 23rd of June. In your Squeeze today, the politics of our Great Barrier Reef, evacuating a prison, Ben Simmons and an Olympic medal, and a cure for hiccups. This is your Squeeze today. Yesterday, the United Nations World Heritage Committee of its Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organisation, that's UNESCO, Claire, said our very own Great Barrier Reef could be put on the dreaded in danger list. In 2019, the reef's long-term outlook was downgraded to very poor by our own government's Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority, and that's because of the impact of climate change. So we know work needs to be done, but an in danger assessment is a whole other step. Yeah, it is a whole other step. And that's because the Great Barrier Reef has world heritage status that's granted by UNESCO. That was done in 1981. And if it is put on that in danger list, not only is it hugely embarrassing for Australia, it also could have ramifications for that world heritage status. If it's taken off that list, it could have impacts on tourism. And of course, that part of Queensland really does rely on tourists and that trade. It's worth billions of dollars and supports thousands of jobs. So it could have a big impact. In the draft report from UNESCO, they strongly invite the Australian government to do more to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. According to our Environment Minister Susan Lay, Australia was blindsided by the recommendation and she claims politics are at play, Claire. She does, and that's because China currently chairs that committee of UNESCO. And she says that for UNESCO to make that recommendation uh, could have something to do with Australia's broader beef with Beijing. She also said that it's not based on the most up-to-date information and that, this is the quote, there are 83 natural world heritage properties facing climate change threats, so it's not fair to simply single out Australia. Fair way to run on this one. A decision on the rating will be made next month. COVID news today and with 10 new cases in Sydney yesterday, it's masks on. All but one were linked to other cases. The mystery infection was actually a school-aged child, so the government is looking into that. Also, New Zealand has suspended that travel bubble with New South Wales for 72 hours, just as they lift it with Victoria. And speaking of Victoria, it last night with just four hours notice uh, said that it would stop non-residents who have visited any of those seven red zones in Sydney from entering the state. Uh, Residents can go home, but they need to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, a few people might be waking up this morning and changing their plans. Claire, before we leave COVID news, let's go overseas to the Philippines where it's get vaccinated or go to jail. That's the position of President Rodrigo Duterte. He says that uh, vaccinating really is an issue for them. They're battling low rates. They've passed the million mark when it comes to cases. So it's a new incentive. He says, you choose vaccine or I'll have you jailed. Yeah, as of the 20th of June, Philippine authorities had fully vaccinated 2.1 million people. That's really slow progress in a country of 110 million. Wellington Correctional Centre near Dubbo in New South Wales is one of the state's largest prisons. Yesterday, prisoners and staff started evacuating and that's because of this epic mouse plague. 
it is epic and not even those behind bars are safe from it. Uh, those mouse numbers have created problems since last year for the jail, but the situation's gone from bad to worse. There are mice infiltrating the living quarters of staff and of inmates. They've chewed through electrical wires and they're also dying in the walls. So over the next week and a bit, there's 420 male and female prisoners who are being moved and 200 staff all going to other jails. Yeah, they'll be relocated. The mouse plague is on our shortcuts list, so expect that in the coming weeks. This week we've got the life and times of Barnaby Joyce, of course, very topical this week. That one will be out tomorrow. Thousands of Aussies, Claire, were surveyed back in March by the Lowy Institute about their attitudes to the world. What the survey found was that trust in China is really, really down. More than 60% of people say they view the country as a security threat rather than an economic partner. And that really is a big turnaround on recent years where it was very clear in Australians' minds that China was an economic partner. Uh, When it comes to trust, as you say, it's really collapsed. 10% had confidence that Xi Jinping, China's president, would do the right thing when it comes to world affairs. His rating with Australians is down as low as Kim Jong-un, who is North Korea's leader, if you need a bit of a barometer as to how we're regarding him. Our trust, though, in America has really lifted since the election of Joe Biden. Uh, More Australians have faith in the US than we did in the recent past. To put this in context, if you asked Australians whether our relationship with the US or China was more important in 2016, so five years ago, it was a dead heat. Ben Simmons, for those who don't follow basketball closely, is an Aussie player who's made it very, very big in the US. He's faced a lot of criticism this week after his team, the Philadelphia 76ers, failed to progress through the playoffs. It's a whole basketball thing, Claire, but basically he's been largely blamed for the loss. And now there's a cloud over whether he'll play for the Boomers. That's our men's basketball team come Tokyo. He must really be down in the dumps because, gee, he's been pushed from pillar to post when it comes to bad media over the last 24 hours or so over that performance in that really critical game in the US. Uh, And, yeah, that's drawn that speculation that he might sit out the Tokyo Games. The speculation is that he might focus on his skills development. Yeah, there was a bit of excitement earlier in the year when he said he would play. We've been chasing a medal at the Olympics. We've reached the bronze medal match on four occasions, but that podium finish eludes us. And even not in best form, Ben Simmons would help us get there. So let's wait and see. Fingers crossed he comes around. Steven Spielberg, a big name as far as film directors go, of course, Claire, has done a deal with Netflix to produce at least two feature films for them each year. A change of heart for him. It is. His production company, Amblin Partners, is behind a lot of big movies. And what he has said in the recent past is that he's been a bit sceptical about that whole Netflix and streaming model, particularly the idea that companies like Netflix can make big movies and then put them on the TV. He says they really should be on the big screen, but he has had that turnaround. What he says now is that he wants people to find their entertainment in any form or fashion that suits them, and that really is a big part of how we now consume entertainment. Yeah, of course. Apparently they're working on a musical drama about composer Leonard Bernstein. That'll star Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. 
And Claire, to finish off today, one of the more annoying things that happens in life is getting the hiccups. Science to the rescue, though, an L-shaped straw is said to be an instant cure. I have to put my hand up and say, when I have one too many vinos, I get the hiccups. And it's just (laughs) really really embarrassing and you can't stop. (laughs) But I was always taught that if you close your eyes and think, of a colour and think of a shape, it actually gets rid of the hiccups and that usually helps for me. But in those... The distraction. The distraction. It's training your mind. But, yeah, yeah. in this um, new invention of maybe just sipping out of an L-shaped straw, we'll fix it. Apparently has a really good rate of success. What do you think is more embarrassing, having the hiccups or whipping out an L-shaped straw in the middle <laughs> of a catch-up with mates? I'm not sure. It's called the Hickaway. It's pretty genius. It's only about, what, 14 US dollars? So 14 bucks. If Just. you really hate getting the hiccups, give it a whirl. That's Wednesday done and dusted, Claire. Thank you so much for listening to the Squiz Today podcast, as always. And we'll be back tomorrow. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.